This is the Formation Lab. Welcome one, welcome all to another episode of the Formation Lab. I'm Luke and I haven't worn pants all day. I'm joined by my presumably pants-wearing partner in crime, Tim. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing great. I'm wearing pants. Uh, well, shorts, because it has increased in St. Louis to a balmy 55 degrees. Oh my gosh! Shut um, up. Shut so up. I've been chilling uh, hey. in my in my honestly, this pullover that I had, this lightweight mm-hmm. pullover, getting a little toasty, get a little, get a little, uh, get a little something, something. So, I had uh, a, yeah, it's been nice down here. Yeah, I had a, I had a very very long weekend. Uh, so today I just kind of made the thing that I'm not going to leave my PJ pants, and I have not. So. That's been hey. that's been my Sunday, honestly. Every now um, and again, you need it. Yeah, so um, I'll talk about my weekend. I'll talk about that later because there's actually something really cool, um, very uniquely uh, not just American but Minnesotan. But it doesn't pertain to the big things today. So um, no. we have some news, and we should start off right off the bat with podcast business, business, business. Uh, first off, we have a new recording date. We're going to do Sundays at eight. I think this is going to work uh pretty permanently moving forward here um so that is the time we will uh record and we will upload uh as soon as we can after that um that being said next weekend i move into my apartment and hopefully that includes uh well it will include i'm not gonna make it not include uh kind of a dedicated podcast space you know get some get some soundproofing foam etc uh up there but that means that next weekend i'm moving in so we're gonna kind of punt the podcast uh for one week off and then we'll have a setup where i can record from home uh just in, in time place. for yeah. true f1 testing and some yeah. more racing to talk about broadcasting f1 testing <laughs> broadcasted f1 testing um so that's that's kind of the plan going forward uh and then we'll, we should be good after that like i said i've thank you listeners uh for you know kind of being understanding uh uprooting and moving 700 miles away uh, was a little bit stressful, but uh, hopefully the last kind of uh, step in the process uh, is next weekend. Right now, I'm just I'm recording in a guest bedroom of a relatives. So, uh, yeah. So thank you. Uh, not not just a guest bedroom. I'm still laying in the bed. <laughs> but, you uh, you are still uh, laying in bed, which is actually has has been your uh, position for the last. Three episodes. Uh, three episodes. So yeah. uh, I don't. I actually have no proof beyond a couple of pictures you've sent that you've actually gotten out of bed. Uh, I mean, I'm not going full Brian Wilson, but I have been horizontal quite a bit. Uh, that being said, uh, so there's a lot to talk about this week. We decided kind of next week we'll take off because there's not much to talk about next week, presumably. This week, though, oh boy, ten. It's racing season again. It is. It is finally racing season. And as we talked about, our favorite 1.8 mile uh, track in St. Petersburg was a light this weekend. Um, We all tuned in. It was my first race uh, watching here from uh, race control at my own house. Uh, I'm pretty pumped about it. Um, And it was a lot of fun. We we had an unexpected uh, pole sitter and indeed winner. Uh, which was awesome. We saw some guys starting to, you know, kind of bump elbows in the crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's some some F1 stuff to talk about later. Yeah, you know what? I I I'm not. I'm gonna be that guy, and I'm gonna say we punt F1 as far back as we can because Indy car season is in full swing, baby. And uh, I and I mean, look, we said it. St. Petersburg is like. I believe the recent fan poll said it's like the third or fourth most important track to IndyCar fans after Indianapolis, Laguna Seca, and Long Beach, right? Like, and I'm like, rightfully so. St. Petersburg slaps. I love that. I love this track. It, it, I love the track. There's no resting places in it. There's really nowhere to hide. Everything's very technical. There really isn't any like resting straight. The main straight is still bumpy and you got to hit it just right, you know, and and the main street is wide enough too that like it's it's not easily defensible right so you can you can go like four wide on that straight main street maybe more even um but uh, it was i mean just a phenomenal race today i was blown away by how good uh, the indycar race was as it always is but it was a bizarrely good race for st pete i think that's one of the big things i want to hit here tim 
we've watched St. Pete in the past. Uh, I've watched a little more St. Pete's than you have, but at this point you're an IndyCar veteran. Um, I did not expect a one yellow flag race in St. Pete. I didn't expect a, for a clean first 10 laps. It never, and that's it, what we got. It was it never pretty seems awesome. Like we get that. No, no, it never seems like that. It always, it's always, it's the first race of the year where they can actually get out and drive in anger for the first time. And someone always bends it in the first lap. Always. It is, it is a thing. I, I can't remember whose car last year got, uh, trashed, but yep. someone's car in the first corner got trashed. Everybody went through really, really, really clean, but we had an unexpected pole sitter in Scott McLaughlin. Um, he came in last year and honestly, no one expected him to do nearly as well as he did, but I, I gotta say, Luke, he uh, looked like a veteran. He, he did. Uh, yeah. So last year, you know, he was, he was kind of frustrated at some points. So that was a big thing, um, that they mentioned. And uh, one of the bigger stories was he came into Penske last year after being such a huge Australian V8 driver. Uh, and, uh, he questioned sometimes why he did it because obviously with the results of pandemic and, you know, look, the, the oceanic region, especially Australia, New Zealand, really hard to get back to if you have family there. Um, he had an up and down kind of bumpy season, not the best. And uh, he had a, a coming out party. Uh, if you'll excuse the phrasing, this was the uh, welcome. I don't want to say welcome to IndyCar. Cause again, he raced last year, but this was the, this was Scott McLaughlin saying, Hey, I am, I, I, I'm here. And I got to say, in the closing stages with uh, Palo, no other way to put it, hounding him. <laughs> he really he was. was. He was hounding him for at least the mm -hmm. last 10 laps. The last I, five were, were hair-raising. And Palo had all the gas in the world to burn. He had all the tire life. Mm -hmm. And honestly, it was kind of Senna-esque in, in uh, Monaco when he had clapped out tires and Nigel Mansell had fresh rubber right behind him. Uh, it was a, he planted that car perfectly and Pelot couldn't do anything. Also, huge shout out to Pelot who looked like a reigning champ. That guy uh, was uh, calm, right? cool, and collected right until the end when he made his move. I that was, was a Scott Dixon-like move. I wanted to highlight that, okay? Is he made a move but it wasn't a risky move. And you could tell that he, he, you could have licked this stamp, you know, right before the end, but he said, I think I'll take the second here because, and, and I think, I think that, I think we have a younger Scott Dixon because that is a Scott Dixon move. It's I can lick the stamp and send it for first, or I mean, with on the last corner, I can just say, you know what? Seconds. Okay move that is a scott dixon move the he kept kid his is powder scott dry <laughs> yeah that he kept his powder dry in that moment and i know exactly which move he thought about yep and i and i thought colton herta would have gone for that colton, colton herta herta definitely would have gone for that he would have gone how, for that will power would have gone for that he would have how how cool is it to watch a 24 year old driver have that mentality that's that a, that's that's a 28 to 30 mentality hey, not a 24 don't, mentality don't sleep on Pelo. Gosh, dang uh, it, Ryan. Dang it, Ryan. Um, but no, I, I was I was just thoroughly impressed by that. Yeah. Um, honestly, I, I do think I'm I'm really over Will Powers whinging. Um, <laughs> you know, he whinged about everything. It's like, okay, Will, I get it. You're just yeah. this, you're a malcontent. He's that guy who he's got complains. A crazy that, look at his eye. <laughs> he's got a crazy look, and he's the one that whines about every single workplace. And then he goes to the next pl next place, and it's never really good enough. He's that malcontent. And it's really? kind of, it yeah. really is kind of irritating to me that it's constantly, like, I just looked at his Twitter for a, a, a bitch session. No other is, way to put it. Is Will Power your biggest villain in IndyCar right now? Because, we, uh, are, because absent Santino Ferrucci, I yeah. think so. Uh, yeah. I, I do think so, which is sad because I do like his driving style sometimes. I think he's gutsy, <laughs> yeah. um, but it's like, I, I he'll bitch about that here soon. Yeah. Um so yeah, we're gonna have to put an explicit tag because apparently I'm cursy tonight. Um, <laughs> Who cares? But uh, but no, it was it was really really cool to see all that happen, I, and there were some disappointments. Um, mm -hmm. I'm beginning to think that we've seen the best out of Alex Rossi. I think I think he needs a change of location more than anything else. I think Andretti is still failing him because Andretti so. We get the yellow flag, the one yellow flag. Rossi stays out and he wants to go with the two stopper instead of a three stopper. Usually the race is a two stopper. 
tires got softer over the off season. So now we're going, Oh, Hey, race can be a, a little slow. Our race is going to be a little quicker. Right. And what that means is we are going to uh, start to, uh, you know, having to look at a three stopper because they're going to wear quicker. So he stays out, tries to do a two stopper. And then one of his two pit stops was a 19 second stop, a 19 second stop. I don't know that that's a race runner. And how many times have we seen Alexander Rossi have a race running pit stop? that got, look, it, here, here's a big takeaway too, um, for our drive to survive fans. Okay. I will go full board and like, be like, hell yeah. And dready F1. Right. Um, Michael needs to sit the bleep down with his crew and clean house and have a come to Jesus meeting. Because if he thinks that that crew is going to go into F1, that pit crew is going to make Ferrari look competent. I think that if Andretti goes to F1, they'd start completely clean. They have to. They there's no other way there's, about it. They need a new facility. They need a new. They they're gonna uh, they're gonna expand their current facility, which I think is acceptable. They don't have like a fab. I don't think they have a fabrication shop, but I think that's fine. They just whatever they're doing the pit pits and strategists is not working. So you need to start no. from the the ground up with that. Yeah. No. It, it it's it's quite bad. Um, <sighs> which is disappointing, but unfortunately, at the end of the day, it is what it is. And I don't think Andretti can risk the public embarrassment uh, that is their pit crew uh, day in and day out, year in, year out. You yeah. know what to expect, and it's not good. Especially in a sport like F1, where you only have one pit stop, and those seconds are impossible to gain back. Because we talk about, like, like you know, a, what, a 19-second pit stop, we said, for Rossi. And in IndyCar, that's still a big deal. But you can catch up in a competitive indie card field, right? You can you can play catch up a lot. In fact, it, it's a little easier sometimes at the five hundred to work your way back into the pack and you know move up in a shorter F one race where it's harder to get around cars. A ten second stop is death sentence sometimes. I mean, that's why a five second stop go penalty is considered race ruining. Yeah. You know, that's that that's why that has such effect. Um, I, I, you know, Andretti and there's been some question as to their financing. Um, you know, uh, I know that uh, Total Wolf called into question, you know, if they actually have the financial backing that they're talking about. Can I just say, by the way, uh, F1 needs to stop being so hmm, do they have it? If a team wants to join, let them join. You have 20 cars out there. And also it's Andretti, dude. It's Andretti. It's also for me. It's like Toto. You you you're saying that with no sense of irony because you all were literally duped by uh by some uh prince um yeah. that that came in and you know, like completely juked you back in the '90s. Oh, and then you were also duped by Rich Energy. Yeah. I so don't I really don't yeah. want to hear it. I don't. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to sound elitist here, but Andretti is a bigger and more resource intensive operation uh than Haas's and I would say Williams. And and they're not they're not what that they call them in a dyna? <laughs> they're not a cake eater. They're, they're not, not cake, eaters. cake eaters. Yeah. Hmm. Ah gosh. I oh, love so it. we learned we learned that phrase over the weekend. Um I'll tell some tales about it, but I called the Minnesota State High School hockey tournament. And uh we learned that uh cake eaters are what you call someone from Medina because Medina is the rich community, and uh, they uh, they want they have their cake and they eat it too because they're spoiled little turds. I just so. think it's hilarious that Minnesota <laughs> is so close to Canada, and they share like the good natured ribbing. It's like, oh, they're cake eaters. Oh, they eat cake. cake. Darn yeah, it's cake just like eaters. wow. That's probably the nicest insult in America. The, the, the phrase I heard is the North hates the cities, right? So the Twin Cities, Minneapolis and St. Paul. Anything north. north anything north of that they is go to the wall. The yeah. North. Hey, don't make fun of the North. I live in the North. I'm not in the cities. I'm I'm in I live in No, you Saint live Cloud, in you live in Brainerd, so Right. You're like, you're in Brainerd, which is the edge of civilization. Um yeah. <laughs> you have dial up internet. That's why it takes us so long to record. Mm -hmm. Um yep. you have I mean, is is AOL do you still have AIM up there? Is that before your time? Is that my what time? What is AOL? Is that the next thing? I get my internet from CDs. 
<laughs> but here's the uh, thing i bemoan all my uh let's call them elders uh, uh-huh. taking dumps on uh millennials and people that are younger and then i sit here and i hear <laughs> what's aol and i just want to die I just like it's no, just so I terrible. See, I said what's AOL as in we didn't get that yet. <laughs> oh, got it. Okay. I, I was I thinking I was take, having an old moment. I used to take the AOL CDs um and I would take the free ones out of like Target and I'd just take hella CDs and then I'd like put them on my wall and it like disco ball on my wall. I'll just say I felt old right up until you said hella. <laughs> now I'm now I'm not feeling uh too badly about myself. Yeah. But anyway, but, uh, Anyway, but uh, yeah, so the, the phrase is, you know, the North hates the cities, the cities hate the private schools, and everyone hates the cake eaters in the diner. And uh, look, totally get it, it. I, like I said, Andretti, everyone just needs to stop being cake eaters because Andretti has the resources and the operation. They're already, like I said, they're already, I would consider a bigger operation than Williams or Haas. Yeah. And, and I mean, they, they field a pretty great IndyCar product, mm-hmm. you know, and Alexander Rossi aside, um, Roman Grosjean had a respectable race. He looked yeah. quite fighty. Uh, the pit stops kind of shuffled him to the back. And I know that he and Will Power had a little scuffle. Um, Nothing wrong but, with the fifth place finish, though. You know? No, fifth place, solid start to the year. In IndyCar, um, that's what we call a pretty damn good result. <laughs> Yeah, that's, I mean, that, that keeps you in title contention. Oh, by the way, um, we talk about Andretti. They run a successful IndyCar team. Tell me if this sounds like a bigger team overall than Williams. They run a Super Copa team, Super Cars, Indy Lights, Indy, IndyCar. They run an IMSA team, a Formula E team, and an Extreme E team. It they does have, seem like they're, they, they have, have some the resources. <laughs> they, they have cash. So, um, you know, well, it, yeah. but yeah, let's talk more about St. Pete. Yeah, let's talk because more we about had, we did have uh, one yellow flag that got brought okay. out. Um, um, yeah, that would be uh, that would be Javen Malukas, uh, who I actually look. I have actually high hopes for uh, Dale uh, Malukas and Kirkwood and Ilot. Look, Kirkwood and Ilot, eighteen nineteen. Malukas crashed out uh, on lap. What is that? Twenty uh, three. Yeah, but yeah. it's it's a rookie race in an Indy car, especially for a guy like Ilot. Um, this is not if you're used to driving a formula car uh in the euro series it's a, it's a different beast and we've we've mentioned this a million times right uh it takes an adjustment period for any driver uh jimmy johnson took an entire year of an adjustment period and counting um and, but and jimmy had one or two good moves but he, he was still at the back of the pack hey he was better than tatiana calderon well <laughs> that that's unfair to Tatiana. That's a seven-time NASCAR champion, yeah, and a kid. So <laughs> let let let's kind of slow our roll there. It's like What's saying, up? "Hey, Lance Armstrong pitched up to a local yeah. cycling race and beat up on a teenager." Oh, good. That's fantastic. <laughs> hey, good hey, for Jimmy him. Jimmy Johnson never used PEDs. Anyway, also as far as I know, Jimmy Johnson still has both of it. Never mind. Uh, David Malukas. Oh, that's the explicit tag right there. <laughs> yeah, if we're gonna go, I'm gonna go for a full bore. Whole anyway, David Malukas got off the uh, got off the line, got into some marbles, hit the uh, hit the side wall in St. Pete, which of course is never more than a few inches away. Um, the entire it, circuit is the wall of champions. <laughs> the entire it, thing, except for the front stretch, ironically enough. Weirdly, yeah. but the rest of it. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, uh, I think. I think don't judge the newbies too soon, right? Like that's the takeaway always from St. Pete, but especially with the amount of rookies we have this year, don't judge them. Please like, no. don't think that this is going to be a normal thing. I do want to highlight uh, some other good finishes though. And interesting notes, Will Power in third. We mentioned Will Power earlier. Um, is it just me? I didn't expect, uh, I knew kind of when he was in the fast six and he qualified second. Oh, Will Power is here. Usually, to me though, willpower shakes down a little lower than. I feel like I slept slept on willpower. I don't. Uh, you know, I mean, you know how willpower can be where he's a little streaky. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, I think I think we've seen it. We're catching him. He's finally timed the beginning of his season with a streak. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't think it lasts long. Uh, let's talk about number four then. Uh, Colton Herta. Colton Herta. That hey, that's a fine result. Okay. Yeah, fourth. Col- one thing Any, I want anything to... in the top five or six that's solid <laughs> yeah that's that's 
right now, if you had to highlight who championship contenders are, it's anyone in the top six. Yep. And honestly, uh, probably I mean, the top 10. <laughs> yeah, probably top 10 because Dixon is a title contender. Dixon uh, is always a title Pato contender. Otto Award finished 12. He's a top title contender this year. But the, I, I do. What happened to him this weekend? I, I before I get to that, I do want to. Yeah. We're on Colton Herta. I want to talk about there was one thing. There was a radio message that Colton Herta had, and he sounded like, did we get did we get our fuel number? Or like he sounded fed up in the car, and his dad was kind of calming him a little bit. I, I think that that is indicative of what we were talking about the other week, where it was, oh, you know, this guy is. He, he, he's in his own head and he feels too much in the car, which is crazy because he doesn't look like he feels anything off the car. Right. But he feels so much in the car. And I think fourth is a fine thing, but not that he's hot headed. I just think that he's in his head a lot. I think uh, he wants too much. He wants, he not, wants not that he it wants too bad a lot, but like he wants too hard, right? He wants it too bad. He wants it too badly, and he's overanalyzing every single aspect of his race, yeah. and he's not focusing on the moment. Yeah. Um, and that's that can be problematic when you're trying to run a marathon. He's running it like it's a sprint, and yeah. it's not. He's running it, funny enough, like it's an F1 race. Yeah, pretty much. I, he sounds sound is, a little is, Seb-like. Yeah, which is interesting. Um, let's go over to number six, Renus VK. Uh, not much to say there. I just a solid race from Renus VK. Love you, uh, Renus. I love yeah, Renus is a good guy. He's a good racer. But yeah, you nice, mentioned just a nice dude. Scott Dixon at eight. Um Dixon led the race for a couple laps there. Uh, and I was like, Scott Dixon is inevitable. He is inevitable. But you 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 were texting that and I'm like, <laughs> I don't think this week. I mean, I, I didn't feel it that week, but the fact that Scott Dixon led both, led 26 laps is a Dixon-esque thing. <laughs> By the way, um, he led 26 laps, and I think when he took the lead, he didn't, he hadn't yet passed anyone on track. <laughs> that is very un-Scott Dixon-like. I, th- I think on the opposite, I think that having it shake out to where you lead a quarter of the race uh, just because you got it right and you got it lucky speaks to the size of the horseshoe implanted in his ass. That that could be. Um, um God, it's impossible not to like yeah. him. It, it it like he's a he's a freaking legend. Class uh, one of the greatest of all time in in IndyCar for sure. I would uh, say in I any just, motorsport discipline. For no joke though, the guy is so talented. Um, uh, Pato Award in twelfth. You mentioned that. I just think it was an off week. I don't think this is indicating. I still think. Pato Award is a title contender. He's actually still my choice for title winner. Although that being said, we both of slept us on Pelot again. Of us picked Alex Pelot. Here's the problem: is he's he's Scott Dixon, right? Did he's we do quite... it on principle? Did we do it on principle because of Ryan? I think we did. I think we did. That's yeah. the problem, though. Is Alex Pelot? is scott dixon and the beauty of scott dixon is that he's quiet and then all of a sudden you're just like this guy again yeah uh, wait he's still there oh oh no you you always sleep on dixon right because dixon isn't flashy and i think us neither of us picking below last week when we both had two picks i was face plumbing but i'm like that speaks to the fact he's the new scott dixon doesn't it little little bit it it tracks it definitely (laughs) tracks. tracks Um, um so, I, wanted yeah. to, yeah. I wanted to highlight a couple other guys. Um Takuma Sato, just real quick. P10, love it. It's a good look on you, buddy. Uh Christian Lundgaard, the uh the driver who you remember ran exactly one race at the uh what is it, spiked cool big machine spiked coolers grand free. Uh it was the indie road course. It was indie road course race. He qualified fourth, finished uh, I think eleventh. P11, not too bad for your second ever uh, IndyCar race. I think Christian Lundgaard has, uh, has a pretty bar- bright future ahead of him. Um, also, Elio Castroneves, uh, first road course and the hottest of seconds, uh, I believe. So P14, not too bad. Um, Felix Rosenquist uh, didn't have the best race, P17, but I think I'm awarding Felix Rosenquist my uh, best-looking car award. That, that car that did blue. look good. That, that blue is how- solid. 
that's how you do the blue and orange uh, McLaren F1. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I like the F1. I like them both. Leave them alone. And then uh, I don't hate the F1. I think people rag on it unjustly. Unjustly, we'll say. Um, and then uh, Dalton Kellett P25. Uh, did, I'm I the only one that forgot that Dalton Kellett was racing until he DNF'd? Yes. <laughs> I completely forgot. I, lo- I looked at I looked at that and I was like, Dalton Kellett's racing this year? I was, like, I was like, wait, he's on the grid? I didn't know that. I forgot okay. he was one of our 26. Okay. Um, which uh, Final thought too. Uh, 26 cars on the grid. At that place is chaos. But how cool is it to have 26 cars on the grid in, with, in any form of open wheel racing where it's so costly to put a team out? And it's only a two, it's a sub two mile track that's <laughs> narrow and it's, punishing. It's um, it's silly, but it's I love such, it. a, such a good look for the series to have 26 full-time drivers. And with Hendrick coming over, you're probably going to be closing in on 30. Uh, that's the hope. Uh, remember, too, Penske's running three right now is all. Penske usually runs four. Yep. <laughs> um, so exciting times. Exciting times. Uh, the only downside I'm going to have to say is that uh, we have to wait about a month for the next race. We have to wait a month, and there are only 17 races. Like yeah. I am a little shocked at that. I want, I want, I think that sweet spot for Indy Car has got to be about twenty. I, I think so 20. too. I, I think 20. we're we're under we're, gonna... we're underserved, and with these long gaps or set, they got to go. They got to yeah. So I would like a March race, uh, maybe like a maybe find something to run in like the the Charlotte area. Uh, doesn't have to be on the Oval, uh, Charlotte area. Uh, I know our next race is in Texas. I'm not a huge fan of that track. But find something in the south, maybe run in like a a doubt now, a Phoenix area, but the Phoenix Oval didn't work too well. I'm thinking Charlotte and Atlanta. You need to find somewhere to run in Charlotte and Atlanta. Doesn't have to be the ovals, but I think you need another couple southern races and fill in the gap for like a March race, late February or mid-March race. But Dear uh, Roger Penske, you should take our advice. And if something comes up next year, you'll find our letter of uh, thanks in the mail. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, also, speaking of Roger Penske, yes, um, I do believe uh, that uh, Roger. So Penske won the Daytona 500, and then Penske won uh, the opener, the season opener at St. Pete. And then uh, I think Penske's having a good old time. He does. Uh, and then I think Joey Logano. Did Joey Logano was he with? Uh, I think Joey Logano's a Penske driver, and I think he won the Bush Clash at Daytona. So three for three for Penske. Not bad uh, at all. Take it's Roger that. Pinsky's world. We're just living in it, baby. Uh, and to be honest, I am thrilled. I'm, o- I'm okay that he's that. in charge. I'm like okay that, that. That is a that is an okay. That is, uh, it's someone who you can trust the power. It's not like mm-hmm. Bernie Eccleston, where you're no. like he or Set Blatter with, uh, you know, international football, or you know, someone of that ilk, where you're like, I don't know. Uh, yeah. They're gonna make the choice for them. Roger Penske is going to try to set IndyCar up for several generations. And I he cannot is. wait. By the way, the uh, the Austin Cindric, the Daytona 500 winner, the his dad is like the guy at Penske who Penske is setting up to be the next Penske. He's the heir to the throne of Penske. The heir apparent. Uh, Love the it. heir apparent. So uh, congrats to Austin Cindric, uh, the Cindrics. And uh, we will continue our coverage. Uh we're gonna shift some gears, Tim. Well, I, no, no, yes. no, no. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, I wanna, I wanna, I want a letter grade for the IndyCar season opener. A plus. I'm Love gonna it. go. A, I'm gonna go A minus. I think it was. I'm good. gonna go A plus because it is it is exactly what I was hungry for. It was clean. It was racy. It was everything I want out of the first part of 2022. I am so excited for this year because of how on the razor's edge they were. Mm-hmm. The entire time, it was a. I you had I different disagree. personalities. the The thing is, it kind of tracks with what we were talking about the other week, where you have Scott McLaughlin, you have Alex Pillow, you have Roman Grosjean. You know, the future of IndyCar and the stardom looks really, really good. The kids are all right, and we're gonna mm-hmm. they're gonna be fine. And watching them race, watching them have such a clean kickoff. A plus. That is the best way to open a season uh, I could think of. 
All right. I mean, I can't disagree. The only reason I'm not saying A plus is because I don't want to reserve the A plus for the Pierre Gasly Italian GP moments. Um, oh, so maybe I bumped it up to an A. I'll, I'll go. I'll go. I'll meet you at an A if you meet at an A. All right. Fine. We'll give it an A. We're doing it. We're doing a virtual we, handshake. It's averaged. Averaged out to A. It averaged out to A. And you know what? Love if it. we're starting with a here on an A, that could uh, we could be doing a lot worse. Yes, we could be. <laughs> um. So, so let's shift gears. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, on the F1 side of the pond, uh, there were some shenanigans. Uh, mm-hmm. In an effort to avoid the public humiliation that Red Bull received in 2014 when their car was plagued with reliability issues, um, they did not televise the first uh, testing. And they, just they called it a bunch of... St- and, well, it's silly, but I get it. You know, it's it's one of those things where you, no no sponsor, especially when people are getting new title sponsors, Oracle's in. Um, you've got McLaren bringing in a boatload of new people because Zach Brown has every connection in the world. You've got uh, Ferrari way, getting new sponsors. By the way, you, Zach Brown uh, on Andretti's side in the whole F1 thing. But that's a news story for later. Carry on. I love it. Yeah, heck yeah. Um, and But all, no sponsor wants to be publicly humiliated seeing their their name next to something that's on fire right um so they they didn't do it they they yeah. gave some recaps at the end the bbc mm-hmm. had a little bit of, or sky sports had a little bit of stuff in there yeah. um but i will the other say thing that, to keep in mind too is that this is the first like if like let's suppose uh tim incorporated just hopped on with uh with an f1 team right with mercedes this is the first headline ever that Tim Merce- Tim Incorporated Mercedes is going to have. It's right. not just a bad thing. It's the first impression. Right. You know? And it's brand new cars. It's not engine reg changes like 2014 was, so mm-hmm. it wasn't quite an apples to apples, but it is quite a, a shakeup with the aerodynamics. Um, and the only thing we really learned, well, we learned a few things. One, um, the reliability for all the manufacturers is there. Renault has come with a new split uh, setup. Uh, with their engine, uh, it did go bang, which Renaults do. Um, so, it, it or, I'm sorry, Alpine. Um, so, but that it went bang. And no, you gotta say, out. you gotta Al- say it like a proper American. The Al- Renault, Renault, uh, just uh, you know, went bang. They don't make good cars over there, Renault. That Renault Alpine. Um, <laughs> Alpine. <laughs> so, but no, I was. Uh, that aside, uh, it seemed like most teams got some pretty good laps in. There were some issues. So Alfa Romeo had a leaking problem. Haas had a, a bevy of issues, one of which we'll get to here in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, but you saw a whole lot of laps getting logged and a whole lot of reliability happening. So that was good. The main aerodynamic problem you're seeing um, is down straightaways when the car starts to what they're calling porpoise. It uh, looks like porpoising. a G- yeah. It looks like a, it looks like a pimp wagon just. Boom, 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 bouncing and, down the street. And this happens when the ground effect is in full flight, and it's actually mm-hmm. what you're seeing is is aerodynamic first off, stall. Explain ground effects for our new listeners. Ground effect is when aerodynamics are going under the car. It's the same thing that gives a plane lift. There's low pressure underneath the car and high pressure over the car. They're capitalizing on the suction effect of the ground effect under the car, which they haven't done in years past. Mm-hmm. It's it's actually been illegal to run until this year to an extent. And uh, so basically you're running air below the car, you're suctioning it down. And what you're talking about when you have aerodynamic stall, Tim, you want to hit this? Yes, with aerodynamic stall is when the diffuser stops being able to do get the amount of force it needs. So it stalls out and it bounces the car. So basically um, you suction this car to the ground, but eventually it works well enough that you start cutting off the required amount of airflow that it needs over the top of the car yeah and then it pops back up and then ooh, air is getting down there now we'll suck down and boom and And, up and down and up and down and so it looks uh like charles leclerc is getting bounced around um like a which by the way yeah go go google uh the charles leclerc uh porpoising gif my, my man is going on a wild ride all right i'm an american i've been to a rodeo one time i think <laughs> I all the driving <laughs> i think all Wyoming. those drivers are going to need dentists oh my gosh dude right they like, they are they, they're going to need some severe dental work they're going to yeah. get it worked out so there was alpine had a uh a pretty rudimentary uh 
solution, but I, it's Formula One, guys. They're going to figure it out, and they'll have it fixed by Barcelona. So I'm well, really not that worried. Um, Alfa Romeo and Haas will both get back out there. Unfortunately, Haas had uh, some oil pressure issues uh, technically in the garage, and then a literal world of hurt outside. Um, I was going to say, they also ago. had they had some oil pressure issues, and they had some gas pressure issues. And some fertilizer pressure issues. <laughs> some... They they did. Yeah. Um, but to set the stage for why this was a bad week for yeah. uh, Gunter Steiner. Um, I do not envy his job right now. I don't envy him. I don't envy his job for the last few years. That man is no. severely underpaid no matter what they're paying him. Well, but he's he's put in a lose-lose situation all the time. It's it's sad. Yeah, could anybody else in the world be set up for more failure than him? I whine about my yeah. job being set up for failure. That guy... <laughs> Good that Lord, guy. he's the he's the poster child for Fall Guys. But he, unfortunately, a few years ago, uh, the whole thing stems from Gene Haas not, not wanting to foot the bill for the entire team. They need sponsorship dollars. That comes in a few forms. So a few years ago, it was the Ferrari partnership. The Fer- that Ferrari financed a pretty mm-hmm. good amount of their stuff, and they had uh, you know American funding from different sponsorships. Unfortunately... Uh, that money dried out. It was it, it phased out, and they had to bring in a new title sponsor. That came in the form of Rich Energy, which, as we all saw in Drive to Survive, ended spectacularly. Personally, I don't think they did justice to the amount of shenanigans that Will's story was up to, but that's no. neither here nor there. That's my nitpicking with their storytelling. So they needed a new title sponsor, and they need so they they turned to a russian named uh mazapin who headed uh Uralkali, or your it's a gas company he's one of uh vladimir putin's oligarchs that um putin gets a cut of the business and they can run rampant and do whatever they want so he's yeah. got a lot of money it's a Uralkali, ural kali however you say it i think um, it's Uralkali. that's how i've said it so we're going down to this ship together right yeah yeah i don't care um, um because they're gone uh, so what happened this week was the same thing we predicted two weeks ago because of all the news reports coming out uh, was that Russia did indeed invade the Ukraine unprovoked. Well, yeah. Uh, by the way, and- uh, props to the Ukrainians. You guys are putting up a hell of a fight. I don't know if you have any listeners there, but stay safe. And uh, if you're out there to keep fight, it up, be safe and keep it up. Fight like hell, boys. Their, their president and- is in the yeah. is in the trenches. And Which, by when- the way, how badass is that? But that anyway. is so cool. <laughs> Like I, I've been playing, paying closer attention to it because our our uh, yeah. super producer Dylan keeps sending us news bits um, from the front lines. But he said, "I don't need uh, a ride out." He said to the United States, "Who said we can get you out?" He said, "I don't need a ride. I need ammo." Yeah, and I'll, he's out there in in fatigues. He's, fighting. He said he plans on dying on the front line. Like, Good for him. That's well, an they, awesome leader. And nobody would fault him if he's like, "Yeah, so I went to like Vienna Where? and set up a back." like a headquarters there to deal with it nobody's faulting him for that like yeah he's on the front lines fighting and putin is hiding in moscow planning emergency meetings he apparently today (laughs) did uh arm his nuclear arsenal or tell them to be on standby which is he told the world that he did uh anyway but they're getting torched right now so that that's neither here nor there unfortunately the optics and we talked about this last week with an american corporation running formula one the optics are now more uh, paid attention to. They are more. Yes. Uh, they they are more closely followed. Um, so there was an emergency meeting on Thursday. Uh, it was pretty well blanket statement that they, well blanket statement from the teams and from the drivers. So Sebastian Vettel, the head for uh, the drivers' association, said, "I'm out." Um, and- I think I would bet almost every driver said, "I'm out." behind it too but seb being the head spoke Mc- out loudest right the team and of the teams mclaren was the most outspoken saying mm-hmm. we're we're out we don't want any part of this so they so, po- they canceled the russian gp they canceled the russian gp and then haas had some decision making to do they did not run the Uralkali uh uh branding uh on friday so they, and they Maz- removed all by the way that's not the only thing they did they removed their red their red and blue color scheme as well they ran an all white car uh on the third day of testing um which honestly it looked kind of clean to be honest with you but i, I liked it. it i i am currently watching the friday press conference uh, on f1 tv pro and i'm looking at mick schumacher who is hiding his your alkali uh branding on his his shirt yeah by it's the way the if you like one zoom one. in on, 
yeah, yeah, if you zoom in on that, like it's literally just a patch sewn over it. Yeah, it looks great. And yeah. um, but the the thing is, the rumor is you alkalize out. Unfortunately, um, because of the invasion, because of the unwarranted and unprovoked aggression, uh, the United States and all the other NATO nations have, and United Nations nations uh, have gone ahead and sanctioned most of the biggest banks in Russia. Mm-hmm. Um, they can't get payments out. So technically the F1 team might not be paid. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately they're also putting a halt to all visas. Yeah. So they're going to run into two problems. One, the sponsorship doesn't pay Two, the driver. That is a result of that payment um, might not be able to travel to the different countries where F1 is staged. So the entirety of the European union, uh, it's not legal for a Russian citizen to be in right now. And that's, what like uh, half your races so that is half your races um he might be able to get to bahrain but it it sounds like it's going to be a moot point apparently there is a meeting set next week one and one has agreed to step up they are a minor sponsor but they're going to step up uh, their investment gene haas has apparently according to sources uh agreed to step up his investment uh Mm -hmm. and there's a wide bevy of uh, drivers uh, that have been linked to it, rumored to it. Uh, one mm-hmm. is Pietro Fittipaldi. Um, one is Nico Hulkenberg. Um, neither of the former Haas drivers are an option. Uh, I think that even if they went back, uh, they would get a big suck my balls, honey, from this. Uh, yeah, from yeah. our buddy uh, Magnuson. Yeah, um, well, especially Grosjean is so far off the table, it's not even funny. Grosjean is, is doing great. Grosjean's entering... Um, a new golden era of his career dare i say yeah he like is. a new golden era right not that he a didn't already Phoenix have a, era yeah not that he didn't already have a golden era to his career but it's a new golden era for sure it, yeah and i can't wait for what's next and i think anyway can he but, but anyway so, so Pietro Fittipaldi looks on tap he looks on tap i think the dark horse for it because it might come with money mm-hmm. um is oscar piatri uh from piastri, piastri sorry yeah, um yeah. there's too many piapaba uh cool. names pietro and i'm trying to get them all right i do apologize to our listeners it is about nine o'clock on a sunday night and i've been going all day you really don't appreciate how like your routines on sunday until you try to work something else in and then you're like <laughs> oh god this is terrible yes um so but uh yeah i i think oscar's piastri might be the one because he was f2 champion last year and Renault mm-hmm. might might find or I, I apologize alpine might see wisdom in getting him some actual f1 time and be able to fork over some dollars for that so uh, the, i think it would be piastri or fittipaldi and fittipaldi looks like he's option number one uh i saw some about nico hulkenberg um that, that would be out there i don't yeah i don't really see it happening but a, a driver but if it of did that, if yeah. it, how cool would it be? be so cool. Because Haas has so many like bells and whistles on their car. How cool would it be if it got, it was Nico Hulkenberg and we got to Imola or no, uh, we got to Monza. Ooh. And he yeah. won. Ooh. Come on. That drive or to just survive. A, just a podium. Just a podium. I will say this is also probably the earliest in the year I've ever said, man, F, or F1 drive to survive next year is going to be lit. <laughs> it always is, dude. It like the, th- that's not even out yet that's the beauty of that show is that they will never run out of things never run out of material no they the problem is they don't even have to make up fake rivalries when you have this right anyway yeah but uh the other the other name i've seen ping-ponged around uh is uh antonio giovanazzi i don't think that's going to happen when you have pietro fittipaldi who also by the way raced for haas in 2020 um uh, after groshan's incident Right. So Grosjean yeah. got in the crash. He raced in Bahrain uh, in the Haas. Didn't do exceedingly well, but in the situation, he did okay ish. Uh, uh, and then uh, the Fittipaldi's just a young guy. He's a younger guy. Yeah. He has She's the solid. unknown of being a rookie. He's a solid driver. He raced, uh, actually, funny, another Haas connection. Uh, Grosjean didn't race ovals. Last year, with the exception of Gateway, which we were so blessed to be at the race at Worldwide Technology Raceway. Um, but his replacement in ovals was Pietro Fittipaldi. So he actually has some fun IndyCar experience as well. I just think you go with the young guy. You go with the guy who's got this X factor. I, I don't want to sound petty, but you're not going to find a worse driver than Mazepin. So at the no. very least, he'll be equivalent to Mazepin. 
and I think no matter what you're upgrading that seat, I think Fittipaldi yeah. will be a more fitting match to Mick Schumacher. I think Ferrari would like that. Mm-hmm. I think Ferrari and Haas, all everybody knows what uh, Antonio Giovinazzi, a.k.a. Jesus, can't do behind the wheel. And mm-hmm. I don't think they want to be disappointed anymore. So I, I do think yeah. it'll be Piastri or Fittipaldi. I, I would agree. I think Fittipaldi would, of those drivers, be my number one choice. Hulk obviously is probably more talented right now, maybe, but it, it, you're on the downside of a man's career. Why wouldn't you go young? Exactly. Um, and I think it, you're not shooting for a championship right now. I think they might go young. I don't really think Haas is at calculating the, the age into it as much as they are who cannot embarrass us and yeah. who can bring money. Yeah. Uh, so they're Haas, all about the money. Yeah. So. That's your Haas saga. And uh, I, I do want to say, too, I see people going like Haas, you know, they don't have bad luck with sponsorships. They could have chose not to do it. And while Russian money in that kind of sphere is always a little icky, that was not any more pronounced ickiness than the entire rest of the field has. Right. Like, right. Like, yeah, Russia's bad guys. I, I know. But Patronus is a disgusting company. It's Mercedes is their title sponsor. Um, like it, uh, who was it? Who was it? The ran? Oh, it's Pastor Maldonado ran with uh, the Venezuelan government's like literal advertisement on it. it and we it was, also have staged races in countries that are literally guilty of crimes against humanity and yeah, active and, slave labor. So I don't yeah. really want to go down this road of you know the, moral the point, high ground. Yeah, the point is, is you can't do like Haas have had bad luck. And could they have chose not to uh, grab that sponsorship? Sure. And I mean, was it slimy? Yeah. It was so par for the course that you can't grandstand on while you have a McLaren flare or a Ferrari flare or a Mercedes like shirt on. Right. You know, the the F1 hands are pretty dirty, guys. Yeah, it, it's it is what it is, and this one happened to blow up in the most spectacular fashion. Um, that's not to say, again, we've said this like ten times already. Haas are not blameless, but... right? <laughs> they they kind of brought a little on themselves, but right. That's neither here nor there. We will update you as soon as we hear more. Mm-hmm. Um, what else do we have to uh, to cover? I think we got most of it. We've um, got most all of it. Daytona 500 uh, went off pretty much without a hit. The hitch, the new gen cars look a little interesting. They do. Uh, it seems like they can go too wide throughout the entire race. Unfortunately, it does seem they have a glass jaw and they break if you look at them funny. Um, uh, I but... don't. I, I mean. That's not the worst thing, though. Um, no, but I, I'm like, also worried about the survival cell. I mean, if you if, a, if, if you took point. off four wheels on a car on a Friday night or on a Saturday night, yeah, and and I'm thinking, oh Christ, dude, that guy died. Um, yes. that's not awesome. Yes, um, that's like a it, Roman Grosjean all yeah. the time. Yeah. Uh, Jacques Villeneuve from F1 did uh, race in it. God help us all. Um, the hideous Floyd Mayweather car was there. Um, <laughs> but, uh, that's about all there is from NASCAR. Um, we're excited to get Hendrick Motorsport over to IndyCar. Um, I think we're going to stand by the fact that the Daytona 500 is a good American race. It is not the American race that yes. goes to the Indy 500. Full um, stop. Uh, yeah. Our intrepid producer Dylan also said that the, the new gen cars, uh, also Harry, uh, one of my co-announcers at worldwide technology raceway said it was good. So thumbs up on that. Um, so, I mean, to wrap up, uh, this weekend, I got to go to Minnesota state high school, uh, tournament, which was fun. I got to sit in the XL center, which is where the, uh, the Minnesota wild play and, uh, announce probably to, Eight nine thousand people who showed up for the girls' high school hockey championship. The boys' hockey championship gets like twenty thousand people there to watch somebody hate Edina, the darn cake eaters. That that's going to be a recurring phrase. It's a beautiful phrase, Tim. I'm sure you. I love it. I love it. I think it keeps us with a family orientation while all taste also taking digs at super rich people. Yeah, uh, and and we've agreed that Nikita Masipin is the cake eater on the. Uh, oh on yeah. The- um and we else? hope the cake eater never comes back santino ferrucci is a cake eater um, oh yeah who is who is of bernie the, eccleston the cake eater um 
everybody in our corner of villainy yeah. and intrigue. Yes, basically. Uh, that I think I said this earlier. It comes from uh, you are so rich and spoiled that you can have your cake and eat it too. And it's like that's we really are Canada up here. I was gonna say, just, you, you're, you're Canada up there. That's the nicest like, insult America has. Uh, so eater. you're a cake Let's, eater. You're darn cake eaters. Um, anyway. It was it was kind of funny. The uh, the brainer went to the the constellation bracket. And uh, so they played not at the XL Center after that first game. They played at a rink called the Tria Rink. And uh, I'm just, it, we're not, we're gonna, we're gonna wrap up in like two minutes here, uh, guys. But I just gotta say this because it's so weird. Um, I had to text people about it, and I don't think t- I got Tim. Uh, I don't think I sent Tim this. So I walk in to this address, and it's like, it looks like a five story apartment uh, department store, right? But I walk in, and it's like. Inside, there's like a two-story Walgreens to my right. I'm in the lobby, and I'm like, and I'm like, uh, I'm looking for the Tria Rink, uh, which is the official practice facility of Minnesota Wild. So it's supposedly a pretty nice rink. And I'm like, and he's like, oh yeah, uh, just get in the elevator, hit fifth floor. What? Like the ice rink's on the fifth floor? Yeah. So I take the elevator up to the fifth floor, and there, amongst the skyscrapers in downtown St. Paul, is the official practice, like a huge ice rink. Uh, giant glass uh, window on one side. You're looking across downtown St. Paul, but you're on the fifth floor and there's a hockey rink because that's Minnesota, baby. That is the coolest <laughs> practice facility I could ever conceive. Like the Blues. That's have, so cool. The Blues have a cool one, but it's not on the fifth story of a converted. Apparently it's a converted old Macy's department store. So like. How- that's one thing <laughs> to do with the Macy's department store. So- I like it. It's so quintessentially Minnesotan, including the fact I had to walk through five degree weather like for four blocks to get there. I'm gonna shrug at you on that one. Uh, I, I I should admit it. I only had to walk one block, get in a skyway, and walk indoors for another three. So yeah, I'm just walking around in my uh, my shorts today. So I'll I'll take Tim. It. Tim, you can shut up. All right. Been, <laughs> I literally watched the race today. Okay, in St. Petersburg, there's there's palm trees. People are in their shorts and t-shirts. And they go, we're going to take an ad. We'll be right back after this. And I will give IndyCar this. Uh, all their ads, except for one, were side-by-sides, uh, which was awesome, um, at least over broadcast TV. And uh, <laughs> the first commercial that comes on is a local commercial for a cross-country ski shop. <laughs> they go, and it's palm right trees, next to the palm trees. trees. <laughs> yeah, palm trees, palm trees, tropical, ocean, short sleeves. Looking for your next great outdoor adventure and your Nordic skiing? Come over here to Scott's Cross Country Ski Shop, located in beautiful downtown St. Cloud. You know, it's a, we have the latest from Ross and all, and it's like, gosh, dang it! <laughs> hey, there, there. It's not bad. At least you don't have to deal with the bugs. That's fair. Uh, that's fair. And you know what? I'm gonna go snowboarding tomorrow, so y'all can, y'all can kiss it. <sighs> Working hard on not hating you for that. I know. (laughs) But with that, on that terrible disappointment, it is time to end. I have been Tim. I've been Luke. See you guys.